0: My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. We begin our prayer this morning with the first reading of today's Mass from the Book of from the Book of Proverbs. But there are a series of Of aphorisms and sayings that can lead us to reflect this morning as we do our prayer like a stream is the King's heart in the land of the Lord wherever it pleases him he directs it all the ways of man may be right in his own eyes, but it is the Lord who proves hearts. To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the tillage of the wicked is sin. The plans of the diligent are sure of profit, but all rash haste leads certainly to poverty. Whoever makes a fortune by a lying tongue is chasing a bubble over deadly snares. Whoever is, makes a fortune by a lying tongue is chasing a bubble over Deadly snares, beautiful imagery that we hear this morning about all the the ways of men that seek to be, you could say, hidden from the Lord, and yet it is the Lord who proves his heart. These are words, as we do our prayer this morning, that continue to warn us against the onslaught of pride, this damp, smelly effect it can have on our words, on our harsh judgment, on words that even even may be lying, even on our our anger that could come up. It is said that, that anger is the result of a perception that the bonds that we have with others, in particular those who are very close to us, those whom we love, those with whom we have bonds, we perceive that in some way they are under threat, or, or that bond, rather, is under threat. And, and, and this intimate thing, is, particularly with a couple, somebody we're close to, somebody in the family, it's under threat in some way the person has said something or done something that would suggest they they have denigrated us and therefore don't love us and and this can this can lead to to conflict arguments that provoke anger because the sense that we have that, that that bond that we have is in danger and we and we love that bond and the book of proverbs is saying we may be witty but it is really a deadly snare to let egotism come in or even anger. And so as we read these words of Solomon, slowly we sense about these words, the danger of pride, the danger, you could say, the the poisonous danger of pride in our life. We sense that they are somehow addressed to us we can never read scripture thinking it's not addressed to us. And how important it is for us to build the strong foundation of humility in our life, in our fraternity, in our life with others, in our work. Because our egotism, that that rumbling feature that provokes this lying tongue or these he says the, the, the Proverbs continues. The soul of the wicked man desires evil. His neighbor finds no pity in his eyes. When the arrogant man is punished, the simple are wiser. When the wise man is instructed, that he gains knowledge. He who shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will himself also call and not be heard. And there are many other expressions like that. Our pride makes it hard for us to understand fraternal correction. If we are angered by fraternal correction or humiliated by it, we have to see almost not only the actual fraternal correction that we've received, but the pride, the egotism that has, that has taken root there in our soul. We can, we can somehow be blinded. Pride leads us to be like the sun, around which everything seems to rotate. The sun, everything rotates around the sun. This is us, and and we should not think it, it is only others who have this. One manifestation is to want to please everyone, to have it and to organize it so that everybody's somehow is pleased with us. Things were great. Things we speak were great. Things we preach great. Well, that can be, it can happen that, that that is our main goal, that we are liked, that we are appreciated by everyone, that unwittingly it becomes our main goal or a principal goal. Or a very important goal but that can't happen and it cannot be our main goal to simply look for people to be impressed with what we do sometimes it hides in shyness especially in the apostolate we're afraid we could be afraid of rejection and so therefore we're, we're not always as daring as we could be in the apostolate seeking out new friends, new, new people addressing important subjects with friends pride will express itself in rejecting people's advice even unreasonably rejecting their advice if we discard something offhand in a rushed way and don't even consider what somebody has suggested to us or some advice or even, I would say, even an opinion on something and we just discard it immediately, there's almost certainly pride lurking there. There are signs of pride everywhere in our life And certainly the Gospel, and a book like the book of Proverbs, many other passages in the Bible, are a good place to start so that we reconnoiter the signs of pride in our life. Like if, if we had rash judgments, for example, even rash judgments about ourselves, if we were to excessively compare ourselves to others, compare our capacities to their capacities their abilities whether, whether we measure up who, who is kind of better and who is more intelligent in this or that or who has a better idea who's more capable who has more qualities or knows more about this sport or that sport or or, or does that sport better it's not obviously bad to be competitive and and to seek out, uh, to improve in our abilities, but, but if we get depressed by our defects, when we come out lower on the, on the comparison spectrum, it's a sign of pride, too. We know that everything we have comes from God, who is all-powerful, who can help us, who can guide us. Lord, help me to see pride in my life, to bring it to my eyes when I am in prayer as I am now, so that I can find ways to give of myself to others. When humiliations come, a humiliation, I use that as an opportunity to thank God. Yesterday, I heard a conference on Zoom with a priest who was in Rome, who's a Mexican priest who's teaching at Santa Croce in Rome. And we were connected with 250 or so other priests from Latin America and other places in the States and so forth. And he spoke very eloquently about uh, the theology of the encounter. He is a communications professor. He's done a, a, I think, a PhD in, in communications, how, how, how we communicate with others and crisis management in, in communications. And his explanation was quite uh, enlightening as he talked about this, Theology of the Encounter. And I was surprised how much importance Pope Francis gives to the encounter, what he calls the encounter. And very often he talks about, or he quoted from Evangelii Gaudium, pretty much the first encyclical of Pope Francis, and how how often there is egotism in our relations or egotism behind our own complaints, and how how often Pope Francis sees the danger of pride in our relations. He says, sometimes, from Evangelii Gaudium, sometimes we are tempted to find excuses and complain, acting as if we could only be happy if a thousand conditions were met. To some extent this is because our technological society has succeeded in multiplying occasions of pleasure yet has found it very difficult to engender joy and this this excuse to to want to complain because not everything is as we would want and we all have this danger the danger of 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 complaining we understand how important it is to fight that temptations, that temptation. He says, again, thanks solely to this encounter or renewed encounter with God's love, which blossoms into an enriched friendship, we are liberated from our narrowness and self-absorption. We become fully human when we become more than human when we let God bring us beyond ourselves in order to attain the fullest truth of our being. Here we find the source and inspiration of all our efforts at evangelization. For if we have received the love which restores meaning to our lives, how can we fail to share that love with others? How can we fail? And this, this professor, his name is Sergio Tapia, he said, of the two books that are homilies of our Father, the very titles represent what we ought to do in life. Christ is passing by and friends of God. Well, we are all friends of God. We understand ourselves to be friends of God. But who are Christ who is passing by? We have to be Christ who is passing by, in our behavior. We, are, we, we speak in a way that we are like Christ. We don't humiliate. We show interest and love for others such that people would say, oh now I know sort of what Christ must have been like. They get an idea. But also we have to see Christ in others. We have to see them as Christ is passing by. It's our opportunity to love Christ that we see in them. Those two expressions, friends of God and Christ is passing by, that's our life. Well, those are the titles of those two books of homilies of our of our Father, which were really meditations that he preached and then put into writing. We have to be Christ is passing by, friends of God that, are, that see Christ passing by, and that are like another Christ. And then he says, again, quoting from the Pope, from Evangelii Gaudium about this these self referential dangers the challenge of living together with all social networks basically he says it we will lose out if we let ourselves be guided by egotism using the phone too much and and for our own interest for our own little what he calls our own little echo chamber and we cease to be that Christ who passes by go out of ourselves and join others he says is is very healthy for us and uh, our father St. Josemaria used to say that we have to be instruments of unity help others so that they not be on the defensive some people have ended up kind of renouncing to the social dimension of Christianity becoming Christianity becoming faith becoming just a spiritual thing uh, a kind of an idea a spiritual idea a doctrine but instead faith calls us out to be with others this theology of the encounter and indeed when we hear about testimonies of St. Josemaria and his life and for that matter also of Bishop Alvaro you he may hear about their virtues and their, his, their, both their qualities, but very often people who talk about them talk about them in the context of get-togethers. We think about the importance that St. Josemaria gave to get-togethers. Right? that is an expression really of the encounter the get together is where it's not a conference it's not a talk it's it's just getting together being with the others listening to them talking ourselves sharing our thoughts our joys even our our worries the get together how important how much importance our father gave gave to that and how much of his His teaching came out of just simple get-togethers a kind of a wasting of time so to speak with others just be with them more important than the message itself is the relation that we have with others and this is very important for us too when we relate to others we have to give that importance to our relations more important than the actual message that we are giving If we make a mistake in the message, in whatever we're explaining, we don't explain it properly, we can always try it again, we can always try to explain it a bit later at another time. But if we break that relation we have with them, the trust that they have in us, it's very, very difficult to recuperate that. The relationship is broken, that benevolence, that amiability, and that can often happen because of pride because of anger. Just learn to, to use the language of others, to really learn to listen, to, to have that empathy for others. Learn to forge confidence. In this conference, Sergio Tapio said that all that is learned in the family, in the context of ordinary family life. That's where children express themselves to their parents and vice versa. And And indeed, today's gospel talks about our Lord speaking and the mother of Jesus and the brothers came to him but were unable to join him because of the crowd. And he was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they wish to see you. He said to them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and act on it they're just standing outside they just wanted to be with him they are part of your community they're part of your family as though i imagine they kind of wanted to get together they just wanted to be with with him and that's why pope francis often insists a lot on the importance of listening perhaps that's a resolution we can take from this morning's prayer to emphasize our ability to listen, to empathize. This task of, of mentoring that many of you have, and some of us have spiritual direction, and that we listen. That we know how to nod our head, not because we're falling asleep, but because we're, we're profoundly interested in what they say and that's true in the get-togethers it's true in mentoring this is the theology of the encounter it's the result of our ability to listen and to feel their pain as we say and this this professor he's an expert in the communications department he's an expert in crisis communication when some event happens in the in the clerical world and, and, and the media come right to the priests and they want they stick to the Microphone in your face and and they have to know how to react and he has strategies of how to react in all that and How to do sound preaching how to transmit messages. Well how to be an expert in preaching and He recounted how he went to To Mexico and there was a Mexican priest there who preached at the Basilica of our Lady of Guadalupe And this guy was an amazing preacher I mean this guy was just he just held people in the literally in his hands and and so having met this priest he asked him seeing how well he preached he said well how do you prepare yourself for your homilies because i see they're very very uh, vibrant and they're very you've got all kinds of examples and whatnot and he said well Part of my duty here at the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe is I spend about eight hours every day in the confessional. And I just listen. I listen to their problems and their stories. And he said, basically, I express all the problems I've heard. And because he has developed this ability to listen, We can't be in our own little internet echo chamber listening to only the things that don't really challenge us or that that somehow we agree with. Really sometimes helping others simply to speak. Sometimes allowing them to speak, maybe um, repeating to them what they said. So, so what you mean is really letting them speak, listening, not just letting them speak, of course we let them speak, but then, but then they really, when they really have a deep sense that we are actually profoundly interested and in listening to them, that often in and of itself resolves their problem. Just get them to put into words what is happening to them. They're able to distinguish between their emotions, their anger, their sadnesses. Categorize those, identify those, even label those. Okay, that feeling you had was sadness. That you had was more in the area of anxiety. This was more anger. Okay, label it, identify it. And they come to have a deeper sense of understanding themselves because we've listened to them. The the center has to be really a place of learning not just because we give interesting conferences on monday nights but because people come and feel they are understood in those family encounters those get-togethers and how much indeed we have learned from what people have said just in in this kind of unprepared dialogue unprepared exchanges where people in get-togethers don't necessarily open their hearts, but they they do a little bit open their hearts about what is funny, what is interesting, and sometimes it may mean that we have to put a special active engagement in there and not be overly passive, so that so that that, that encounter really does take place. He spoke about language. He said that. What difference is there between animal language and human language? Today, we know that there is indeed animal language. I didn't know that there was actual animal language, or to what extent that there is. But there are different types of language. There's there's animal language, there's computer language. uh, um, And he said that, well, animal language is always, you could say, useful. It seeks something useful from the other. It says, I'm hungry, give me this. Or, But we humans, we can just talk. We just let time pass. We don't have to say anything, quote unquote, useful. We can go to the store and the clerk says this will be $5.99, and we exchange, there's an exchange. But we can also just acknowledge their humanity and say, thank you very much. Um, or just, you know, it's a cold day today, or just a little, little bit of exchange that is not very useful, but, it's, but it acknowledges the humanity and the truth of their being. It's not, I mean, if when we dialogue, we do have to give useful information, if it doesn't give you useful information, it, it becomes quite boring. If somebody were to say, speak to you about something that's absolutely useless, can't just stay in the usefulness phase but but it is an occasion to know the others even if it's just that momentary exchange at the checkout counter because we value that person as a person we respect the other otherwise everything ends up relative and let us see how we can do that uh, in family life in our meals, in passing somebody in the staircase, acknowledge them, and more important than the message itself is our relation with others. And let's ask our Blessed Mother, who wanted to go and visit her son there with his cousins and whoever these brothers were, these other people in the family that we also have very good relations with everybody here. You don't get mad at anyone and seek to understand them, apologize if anything has happened that we've misunderstood or so that those bonds are there and they're solid and they feel valued as persons. Our Blessed Mother, who is the mother of our family, of this family here in Irinscliff, will intercede for us for that to happen. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel intercede.